Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Celtic Stuff Live on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio and video coverage for the Boston Celtics. This is Justin Poulin. With me is John Duke. I just want to say right off the top, it's my fault. It's my oh, fault. Oh, don't do that. That's not true. Oh, That's dude, not fair. I've been so crazy, insanely busy. That's not fair. And I've had a lot of life changes. I, I, I know you say it's not fair, but Guess one of us has been active on Twitter the whole time and hasn't been on the show. And the other person tweeted for the first time ever in a response to the fact that you told the entire world that we're coming back. I've gotten three emails from uh, Mr. William Large, (laughs) who has uh, been like, dude, where is it? Where's the show? Where's the show? He didn't even bother after the recent announcement of, well, two recent announcements, obviously Robert Williams, but then also the season-long suspension of Ime Udoka. I think he gave up on me. He's been asking me since May, dude, when is it coming back? When are you guys going to do the show? Dude, I just had a lot of travel, work commitments, crazy life changes going on, and uh, it's just been busy. So, I'm back, and and here we go. Although, to be honest with you, John, like this is one tainted ass start to a season. After mm-hmm. oh, we made the finals. Oh, we kind of choked in the finals. Well, we had injuries. Hey, they're still young. Oh, it's gonna be you know Kevin Durant. Please no. Please no. Please no. <laughs> Please no. We we didn't Please have to no. do we didn't oh. have to do that show. <laughs> oh, that's the show I didn't want to have to do. I mean, I just everybody knows how I feel about Kevin Durant yeah. at this point since he spurned us the last go. And I was just like, no. 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 Yeah. yeah. But this, but this, I we dodge all of those bullets. We get like a week away from training camp. Or not a week away. Yeah, a week away from training camp and just days leading up to media day. And it's just two turds. <laughs> two turds on the table. All right, here we go. Let's see the resiliency <laughs> of this team. And <sighs> one's, one's way worse than the other, right? I mean. One is definitely way worse, but but one's a chronic problem. And I think by, by the time we hit December, we'll know the other one won't be. So our last, just to, before we go into that, our last show was June 14th, which was our show 659. Celtics look to to game six, push for seventh game. So we know how that ended. I guess he hasn't been asking me to do this since May. It's probably been. It's June. Yeah. I mean, look, we were in the finals in mid-June, right? So that's... And we've been bad about this in the past. Like, sometimes yeah. we just kill the offseason because but... it's like, well, how many of these topics do we want to recycle when everybody else in the world is trying to hold on to a job talking about the same stuff? Yeah, we're not. We do this for fun. We do this to to try to keep our brains, you know, get our get our, our takes out on the on the, on the the road. And, and hopefully some of you have been with us a long time. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, you guys have listened to us and, and some of us keep the chat, chatter going on Twitter. Some don't, but some do. Uh, and, and, you know, before we go too far, uh, shouts out to, to Aaron. Um, 
Twitter user Aaron Ava, who uh, lives in the Tampa area and dealing with some some pretty nasty weather down there. So really wishing good thoughts to Aaron and her family, her daughter and, and, and mom and all the, you know, our fam to hopefully they're 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 going to make it through this storm real, real well. Um, she just posted on Twitter a little bit ago. So hopefully that's that's a good sign that, that it's not so bad where she is. But uh, a lot of folks dealing with that. Um, but speaking of bad storms, um, <laughs> nice time. Just a nice pivot. Tie. Hold on. I mean, Should we talk about the fact that we literally found out that Coolio died seconds before uh, we hit the record button? There we go. Yeah. You know, and look, as as children of the mid 90s that, that you and I are, that's a big deal, man. I mean, look, is, is he is he Jay Z? Is he, you know, the Beastie Boys? Is he, you know, Grandmaster Flash? No, no. But let me tell you something. You put on the old MTV somewhere between the years of 1994 and 1998, heavy dose to Coolio. And for, you know, <laughs> kids like us here in, in the great state of Maine, um, that was that's a that was a big, big loss here today. I mean, in fact, in fact, I, my wife, she, she she we were just joking about the fact that she tricked me when we were going out because we're going back to high school. That's kind of our thing. Um, we were kind of dating high school and whatever. And uh, yeah, that one of her thing. <laughs> That's she, how you know you've been married so long. Uh, right. We did it in high school and whatever. And whatever. <laughs> Just 26 <laughs> years or whatever. And, uh, and Only somebody who's been married that yeah. long can lay it down yeah. like that and not yeah. worry that That's they're true. about to be in the doghouse for a month. <laughs> She's not going to listen to this, you know, she, she, this is my flight of fancy, but anyway, she, you know, that was one of her things that she had tricked me that she was going to go to a Coolio concert in Springfield mass with her best friend. So the Coolio holds an important place in my, you know, my past relationship stuff. And anyway, so rest in gangster's paradise is gone. Exactly. Rest in gangster's paradise. Coolio. Um, We'll pour one out for you. Uh, we'll get done here. So, um, but that's, it's a lot of stuff like, you know, this, you know, it's been, so, you know, we're just shy of like four good months since oh. we've done this last. Right. And, you know, look, the summer started off other than the loss, three months, dude, crippling three months, bad math. Well, June, it's July, more than three August, months. September. I'm saying more, we're almost four. Cause we're like a couple weeks away from, the 14th of anyway. Yeah. I hear you a little more than three, a little less than four, three and a half. One of us is half full. And one of us is a half. Empty. There we go. <laughs> 16 <laughs> years of the show. Well, 17, 17 years of the show. This is the 17th anniversary. Justin 17. Maybe this Are you is sure? the year. You sure yes. it wasn't last o- year. Oh, five. We started oh, five. five, right? It was the start of the 0506 season. So I think yeah, I this think would be our seventeenth right. season, right? Our seventeenth anniversary of the st- of the show right now. Anyway. Wow. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. My favorite number. Crazy. I know. Big year for the show. Never higher. Well. <laughs> well, we were the only one. It was <laughs> we were number one by far. Now everybody's got a Celtics podcast. And everybody's gotten taken their shots on what you know what though I've been pretty disappointed in the Celtics podcast and how they've kind of gone through this scenario. All right, so what? I, I, what I think we, you and I can start do there. it different. Let's let's do it different. Okay, okay, but let's start there. We're doing it live. What is it? What is it about the way that they're doing it that you're finding disappointing? Do you feel like they're dodging the conversation? Do you feel like they're supposing too much and crossing a line like i haven't had a chance to listen i've just been bananas i feel like okay so i feel like that the coverage of this situation is somewhat um not putting the proper blame on ime odoka Oh, maybe that's obvious. Maybe people should feel like it's an obvious thing that, well, of course he's suspended, you know, his livelihood is taken from him. His, 
his wife is come you know all those not things wife. personally not wife not wife right girlfriend or fiance i'm not sure lifelong the, the great me along that you know everyone um again speaking of 90s movies and 90s i mean she's you know um but i just feel like listening to all this they talk about the media coverage they talk about you know they aren't talking enough about what it's doing to the team and i think they're sort of focusing on like the media impact and like i think we can really quickly dispense with the fact of yeah hey folks in the internet maybe it's not such a great idea to go out there and try to do your own internet sleuthing and accuse people with screenshots that they're the home wrecker that ruined the Celtics. Maybe, maybe that's not the approach. Maybe the approach is the guy who's the damn head coach should, should show some sort of like accountability and like own up to who he is and, and not, you know, sort of preach what he uh, do, what he preaches. And I think that's the problem that I have with this. I realize the players, everyone's shell-shocked. It's a lot to, to absorb, um, and particularly for media day. I felt bad for the guys. I don't think they really – it was unfair to them, this, this whole situation. But well, that's I just where don't it all feel came like down. The, What's interesting is infidelity has been notably rampant in the NBA. Sure. Right? It's been notably rampant. You, especially you go back 10 years, go back 20 years. I mean, Kobe there are Bryant. books who's, written about who, it. Who is the, who is the greatest, you know, the, this generation's the guy they hold up, you know, up on the pedestal, Kobe Bryant. And we all know Eagle Colorado that didn't go so well for him. What will yeah, Chamberlain and that, and slept that, with 10,000. Unfortunately, that wasn't even just infidelity. That wasn't right? even like just infidelity. Right. Right. So, so here's the thing, like, and I, and I understand the climate that we're in, you know, these days. And, uh, so I want to say two things about it, right. You know, had this happened 10 years ago, whatever, it probably would have just been kept in house and nobody would have said anything. Um, the environment we're in now is there's two separate and there's two separate things to this. There's one where people are just becoming, you know, more aware. Right. But then there's another part of this where it's also, it's a fear thing because, you know, it's a bad look and you're protecting a brand. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm not even sure. I, I think it would be normal for people to be confused about how to interpret how this was handled. I think it would be normal for people to be confused about, is it fair that, I mean, why didn't the Celtic staffer also get punished? Right. Um, I don't understand that. I, and, and I get don't it. Know He's that, the head coach. We don't know that we that didn't happen. No, no. I thought I did read that. I thought it was made very clear that the Celtic staffer did not, that there was no, well, consequences to having engaged in this affair well we and, don't we don't know the ground rules of what the affair was there hasn't been i mean there there are what do you some, mean the ground rules well in terms of what was the dynamic i mean usually when when you know i know you work in the in the corporate world you know and and you understand that how these sort of policies and and this is something that i deal with too it's about the power dynamic right it's not merely yeah. It's I, about I, I get, is I get the power involved. Yeah, and, and is that was the power dynamic involved to a point where that impacted? So, so here's and, my and that's thing why rules that. would have been broken, yeah. not because yeah. there was a consensual relationship, right? Yeah. So that so the thing is this: the thing is this: if there's unwanted advances, mm -hmm. and there's nothing that's consensual, and there's a power dynamic that causes somebody to be quiet, I mean, to the fullest. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, whoever you are, that's exerting that absolutely fullest punishment. You're leveraging your power to put somebody else in an uncomfortable position. However, where I think things like this get all twisted up and why we don't have all the details. So I'm not even trying to say like, Oh, I I'm not even trying to say in this scenario, this is what should have happened. I'm not even Monday morning quarterbacking it that way. What I'm saying is, 
that if it's a consensual, I firmly believe that both parties should have consequences, right? Because I don't believe in the one-way dynamic because I feel like I feel like that means that whoever doesn't feel in a position of power can actually leverage that for power, which doesn't solve the power problem. It just no. shifts the power problem. Mm-hmm. And so I don't like that. And I see it happening all over the place in the way that this new environment is because there is power and not having power now. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't think that's, that's a problem for me just in terms of assessing each situation. Right. Like, is that what it is or not? And so the reason I ask the question that I ask is, is not to make an accusation on the situation. They've done a pretty much clamp down job on details with this. Right. Other than the people that are in the know that are kind of like leaking little bits and pieces and kind of calling people like Matt Barnes and saying, hey, man, you don't know the whole story. This is the whole story. Now don't tell anybody. (laughs) Right. But that's why I, that's why this begs me the question begs me to ask the question, why wasn't the staff person who engaged in a consensual relationship, if it was consensual, not also suffering some sort of you know consequence? Because because I think, especially if they had contact, direct contact with me along, that that right there, you cannot, and I'm not saying excuse Eme. Cause I'm not, but you cannot hang it all on email. It's two to tango. If it's consensual, I, I, I don't, I guess I don't, I don't see that. I don't think that. Um, I think you have to know the rules, the rules of engagement when you're put in that position, when you're hired in that position, you have to know that anything you do in, in your place of business could go south it could go sideways 100 percent for both and parties and he, and he has to, well sure but but i guess my point is i don't think i don't think whether he does or doesn't violate rules is impacted by whether she does or doesn't violate rules no no, right? no. I, they're mutually exclusive they are i'm i'm, yes. I'm, I'm conceding i'm conceding immediately that he yeah. deserves the punishment and, and probably sure. should be removed as a head coach because it's this huge distraction and especially in this yeah. climate, you know, I don't get me wrong. There is no coming to Ime's defense. When I say what I say, what I am saying is I don't understand why the other party doesn't have to suffer the same consequences. It causes the same disruption. So if it's consensual, both parties should have consequences mm-hmm. period. The end. Well, I- and I, and so what I'm saying is, since there weren't consequences for the other party, I'm asking the question, what is the real story? Here? Well, I think we don't, we know there's a lot we don't know, right? Right. But, but also, the only reason I think this went public now or in the timing of it was because Media Day was going to be, you know, you know and training camp was starting this week. And, and clearly, they, the team felt a need to, to clean this up and to deal with it before you know, before the season started, you know, that's, that's the, that was the hard out that they had to deal with in terms of the other employees or anyone else impacted. There's no such impact of that apart from, you know, answering that question that you're asking, which is, well, if one, then what about, right. And, and they don't have to really provide that answer to us. There's no, 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 you know, there's nothing about that that really says, well, you know, it's the answer. I mean, I listened to the press conference twice, because, not because I was really excited about it or whatever. It was just because I, I was sort of I listened to I listened to it bits and pieces, and then I listened to it all stitched together, and just to see if there were things that I missed. And um, you know, they were very very clearly trying to, and particularly Brad Wick does a terrible job of of trying to, to not give more than he should. But, you know, I think they gave a pretty clear expectation or they, they set up clear, pretty clear expectation. They weren't going to open their door. They're open the, their mouths to much more than this happened. There's a consequence. And, and, you know, it's a suspension and that's it. But the next part is what don't we know, right? Which is kind of what happened to the other party. 
what does it mean for Ime, you know, moving beyond a year? What does it mean for oh, he's gone, the Celtics? Dude. He's well, gone. Right. And so let's, I mean, I don't know if you want to go right there, but probably we should because we could talk for no, two hours. No, let's go about right there because the dynamics really, of it. Yeah. There's no the way, team, there's no way Ime Udoka coaches this team again. No, he's gone. He's absolutely gone. They just, they couldn't bite it all off in one chunk. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to let everything kind of settle down, get the season underway. Um, I can't remember who posted it today, but the the rumor that the Celtics were looking to to potentially reach back out to Jay Laranega, um, who didn't, you know, survive the transition, but was a long time on the bench, a long time for the Celtics. Um, and they want to, you know, bring somebody in, you know, that can surround, you know, somebody who's a veteran who kind of understands the organization to support Joe, um, who's pretty young for a new head coaching job of a team that just went to the finals. It's a, it's a tall task. It doesn't really matter how much the players like him. It, it, it's the media scrutiny that's going to eat somebody alive mm-hmm. in that Boston market. And boy, do they have a, just a whole lot of drama to chew on this year, you know, as they play that out, you know, and, and I definitely do respect the way that the Celtics want to keep this private. Um, you know, I only ask those questions because I just think this is a much just the, even the awkwardness of Brad in that press conference speaks volumes about the awkwardness and maybe the gray area ness of what really went on. It's unfortunate. He may is definitely not coming back. It's unfortunate because all the players did was clamor for a coach who was a player's coach who had played the game. I mean, he was exactly what they said they wanted. And when Ainge left and Brad moved into his role, he gave this team what they wanted. And while they got off to one of the, just a, just a horrid crappy start last year, they made the transition somewhat stylistically to Ime style, got it together, went on this crazy run and wound up in the finals. Um, and so you have to argue going into this season that that bode well and that things were on the right track and the players got what they wanted. And I think part of the reason that Joe is going to end up being is, is ending up as the head coach instead of a search is because there's some stability in that they know him and you're kind of getting what you asked for in email knowing that email really can't do it anymore. And then if it doesn't click, Brad can kind of go back out on that search, you know, maybe, you know, maybe a Damon Stoudemire or somebody, you know, that they, they look at, you know, something, something along those lines. I don't know exactly, but no, but that's, but, I but think he has gone. I think that's the interesting piece though. Right. Is not like he has gone. You look at how I think as this unravels, and pieces will come out the further we get. We already got a report. Kevin Frazier Entertainment tonight said that this got found out because the 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 husband of the person who yes. was involved saw it on a on a doorbell camera and alerted Celtics officials, and then da 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 da. So the issue is, by the course, way, that it's then, not the infidelity. They would have Ime would have survived infidelity were it outside the organization. Exactly. It's because exactly. he brought it in house, right? That this happened, like you said. There's infidelity all over the NBA. This is not about being pious or, or you know, trying to to hold some sort of absurd moral standard that that no one else in the league stands by. This is really about workplace safety. This is about hashtag Me Too. This is about the way the world works in 2022. And um, you know, look personally. You know, I, I watched Media Day not because it was disappointing to have Media Day the way it was this year because it's I've always looked forward to it. I've always been like, yeah. psyched, like we're talking about I want to hear how everyone's in the best shape of their life. And, you know, how is it all going to who's got the you love that styles? fluff. I do. You love I do. that fluff. I do. It, I just want to get to a awesome. game. I, I don't right. I, I just want to well, get to the first preseason game, even <laughs> if nobody actually plays that I can't well, watch play. I've never felt that way until this year, right? So yeah. this year, I'm like, I just want to get past this because just these guys are all struggling. 
they like you said, they got what they wanted. They wanted somebody who's going to hold them accountable. They got it. It worked. We got to the finals. We're ready for the next step. And then the legs get taken out from underneath them. And, and I think the guys are smart enough to understand this is Emay's problem. This isn't on Brad. This isn't on Wick. This isn't on the franchise. This is what anybody would have to do in this circumstance. But, you know, it still sucks. And it's still kind of you're at this point where, you know, as, as a fan, I feel like I was kind of saying the same things the players were. I feel like eventually those guys will know a little bit more than they do now. They're still in the dark. Um, and maybe they're less in the dark than they really want There's to say. There's too many people because, in the organization you know, that know the truth thanks to the legal investigation that went on. Yeah. And then all, and it's just the, it's human nature. People all start talking to each other. There's probably lots of misinformation. It's probably part of what Brad talked about, you know, a lot of fingers getting pointed in the wrong direction. I'm sure that happened inside of the organization as well for sure. as all the supposition that was happening outside of the organization. You know, it just brings this whole dark cloud. People have all kinds of feelings about it. Um, you know, and, and, and honestly, what about the players, right? Like totally. if Ime, if Ime is having an affair with somebody who is speaking to the mother of his children and making travel arrangements, what do you think is going on in this environment? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the NBA environment, what do you think is going on with the players and their significant others? And am I talking right. to somebody in that organization? Like, you know, could that be, could that have happened to me? Could that be happening to me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it is a, it's going to be a big distraction for a lot of people um, for obvious reasons. And everybody is going to want to move on, but it's just not something that's going to happen overnight, especially because it is so seemingly abrupt. I guess what also is surprising, didn't they say the investigation started like over a month and a half ago oh, in yeah. July? July? Yep. So if the investigation had been going that long, I'm shocked it stayed quiet until now. You, so, you get that report that the staffer's husband saw something on a doorbell cam, but that means it got reported back in July, which set this off. I'm amazed that this did not leak in that time, that the Celtics right. actually maintained control over what information came out mm-hmm. is astounding, honestly. Right. Well, and there's also, I mean, there's, there is the other sort of major other portion of the rumor, which, which some of it was included in Shams report, which said, you know, effectively that this was, there were some unwanted advances recently, right. Or, or there were unwanted advances. But if you sort of try to put those two things together, that there was a, a, some sort of something that happened in July and then something changed that perhaps it started in July and then the unwanted advances came back a little bit later and it just turned into something. That's certainly possible. If the husband made the report August and then the staffer and the husband were trying to work on things and there was an advance, you know, that would have made it difficult. And that would have also shown that, and, and I don't even know if he may was aware that there was an investigation. That could be the other thing. He could have been in the dark. So he might not have realized that all this was going on or that her husband knew because she might not have wanted to bring that forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because, because if she brought it forward to him, it might interfere with the investigation. So there's a lot of delicacy mm-hmm. To how that, you know, who knew what was happening at what time. But if Ime was aware of the investigation and aware that the husband had found out and continued to make advances, if it is that simplistic, which I'm sort of doubting, I'm very skeptical that's the case. I, I'm thinking that that investigation went on without Ime being aware, at least for a period of time. But yeah. let's play it back that he knew immediately that the investigation was happening and it was approached. And then he continued to make advances. I think that would explain why the Celtics were so confident in then doing a suspension, you know, for the year right out of the gate and saying that it's been undetermined whether or not he'll come back or, or otherwise. Right. 
I mean, I, I, I the other thing I, I want to say is just how of the critics. I, I don't know. I'm, I am as somebody who's in administrative role. I, I do understand how difficult it is to oversee situations like this. And so I, I definitely, admittedly, I take the team side in this because it's difficult. You're hamstrung with how much information you can share publicly you are hamstrung. And, you can't explain your decisions. You and so nobody will ever understand, right. or you'll never get 100% like everybody's behind you. Exactly. You simply can't solve for every equation. It doesn't work that way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. And so, you know, he may, you know, he, you have to read between the lines in these situations of what, what is occurring. You have to look at what the, what's this, what, or what's each side saying, and how far they were willing to go to give or not give. And what does that leave you with in the end? And, and when you say it's a year suspension, it means they found something pretty bad. When the other side says, I accept the penalty, that means they admit that they saw something pretty bad. And the fact that the, the, other, the team says we're not going to comment further says to me they're working on, a, on some sort of separation agreement or something that will oh, for sure. obviously they're you know, probably sort of sever trying. things and, yeah. and, 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 and there's a period of time here where a couple of weeks, a month, whatever it takes, because there's not enough time between the two days. This got announced wrongful termination. There was no time. It takes a yeah, lot wrong, time to put these re- agreements together. It, it does. And wrongful termination is still a legitimate concern for the Celtics totally. as they separate. So they may be very clear that they don't want them to come back. But they're right. probably, to your point, working on a separation agreement so that they can avoid wrongful termination lawsuits, exactly. you know, from Ime and his team and just kind of say, like, look, how can you come back at this point? Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to be able to keep it quiet. What is it going to do? You know, who knows what people will leak out? Uh, you know, who knows? Who knows who in the organization knows about this that has said, if Ime comes back, I'm telling all. Right. Right. Like There's, you have no idea who's who's trying to dictate what in this scenario. And right. so like guaranteed you're on it a hundred percent that the team is going to email and saying, This doesn't get better unless we come to terms on agreement. You walk away and go look for your next gig mm-hmm. sooner than later. Here's the question. Does he ever get a head coaching job again? And, I think so. and for sure. Jason Kidd. Yeah. I, I Jason think he, Kidd. Maybe not next year, but but I think, you know, he consults, he'll go back into the into the San Antonio, you know, maybe he's maybe he's scouting, maybe it's something, but there are too many San Antonio guys that have known him that'll give him a safe harbor until sort of the stink off this situation has cleared a little bit. And somebody will hire him. You know, he did too good of a job last year. For, yeah. for this to, to not you know turn into first something. year as a head coach goes to the finals. Yeah. He's gonna get another opportunity in totally. the NBA. Totally. And 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 honestly, he'd probably be best served getting a separation agreement that puts him in a decent financial position the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. He rides this year out and prepares, you know, a full on mea culpa. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 really gets out there and and I and based on his response, I'm I'm assuming that he is going to go on the, you know, on the front end of this and just say I was wrong, mm-hmm. and this is all the reasons I was wrong, and you know, um, I don't know what else he can do. I guess it'll be up to public, you know, criticism. I'm not saying that it's the court of public, the court of public opinion, but doesn't really necessarily mean anything truthfully, but you know, he's going to be, he's going to be scrutinized for his sincerity on that tour. <laughs> no matter, no matter what, you know, he's, he's up for a beating um, and, and he's going to get one for a little while. So I, that's why I think it makes sense for him to lay low and get a separation agreement that allows him to just kind of, to your point, consult, be in the background, not be front and center, you know, and wait for the right time to come back. And then, you know, he's going to have to eat some serious crow 
whenever he comes back into the limelight in any kind of like, you know, forward facing position. And, and he's going to have to have, you know, it's going to, I don't want to say a good story, but he's going to have to be convincing that that's not going to happen again. You know, I will say this, if he ever does it again in another organization and it comes out, he's done. Yeah. You'll, you know, he's going to get one of these and then that's it. But I, you know, but don't you think, I don't know. I don't know if this is a pattern or just a mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to say. So if it was just a mistake, then you got nothing to worry about if it's a pattern. Yeah. I mean, he can kind of basically avoid the situation by just keeping it out of the organization, you know, like, well, that's the thing is like, like, like I've been hearing, like some people say, well, did, was he vetted? Like, I don't think you assume vetted for what, right. I don't think you should assume like, I think that's just a kind of a dumb thing to say. Yeah, he's not it's, a serial con, con, uh, consensual relationship with right. somebody in the organization. Like, like that's it's not even a thing. It's such a like weird sort of narrow focused thing that I, I don't really think that's really even worth discussing. Honestly, I think that the the real question is, you know, okay, so if he if he goes. The Celtics hold on to his rights. The Celtics hold us, keep him under contract and, and, and trade him. I mean, is he a tradable commodity? Can you imagine the team like you do the, the Doc Rivers situation again and you traded him to somebody who wants him? I mean, I think he's too radioactive for that to happen, but yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I think so. I don't know. Is there anything else we need to talk about about him? I feel no, like we should maybe I've talk got about Joe seven minutes. We got well, seven minutes. Okay, so let's, let's talk about Joe Mazzula. So Joe Mazzula, new the new coach who has been with the team. He's a doctor. I mean, he's 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 a Brad Stevens guy, the only Brad Stevens guy on that entire you know coaching staff. How many of those guys are going to stick around? Where does Joe go? I, I see a lot of negativity on online about what Joe Mazzula can do for this team. And yeah, ideally you'd go out and you'd find a veteran coach who's been there and done it and has been to the finals, but that's not where they're at. So um, to me, I don't, I think it's a dream job for Joe Mazzula. Yeah. In a, in, in a dream situation. And here's what I mean. That guy's got nothing to lose. Nobody thinks he is going to do crap this year mm-hmm. and he's going to get a head coaching job and sure, lots of distractions. Don't get me wrong. There's lots of things that don't make this a dream job, but for a 34 year old, all he has to do this season is keep his cool and have this team playing competitively, which they're going to do anyway. These, mm-hmm. these players are hungry to get back. Absolutely. Will they be disjointed? Will there be, you know, kind of like, you know, in like they're just not on the same page, all of that. Sure. Could that lead to a similar start as last year and a less than strong finish and a worse record? Sure. It could mm-hmm. Joe gets this team into the playoffs, navigates this crappy situation um, at 34 years of age and shows emotional IQ and anything better than that, and he's a bigger winner than Ime was last year, in my opinion, in terms of his personal career. Not necessarily that he stays with the Celtics and he mm-hmm. continues to be the head coach and everything else. I'm just saying he just needs to maintain some emotional IQ, try to get the bond, and try to do a little bit better in the first half of the season than last year and get him into the playoffs you know, through the, through the second half of the season. And, and I don't see how he doesn't just shine, you know, to the rest of the league and get considered for other opportunities. If he doesn't remain as the head coach in Boston, I, I think that there's a, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. And I think that there's a, you know, there's always that hangover of teams who unexpectedly do something they shouldn't and they come back the next year. And then what do they have to play for? They've earned it all. They've, you know, sort of like the run it back scenario. And, and clearly this is a team that does have. And something. no excuses for anything less, but a, right. than a step above last season, which means right. for Ime to not be criticized this year, they had to come home with the Larry O'Brien trophy. Got to win it. No, no doubt about it. Right now that expectation is off. 
I think so. Except I've, for the players on themselves. Right. Which is where you want it. You know, it's you actually, want. Yeah, it's better. I'd rather not have the outside noise, have, have it only between the ears. I mean, look, the whole story of Jalen wearing the same shoes he wore from the finals and, and keep working on them like that's that's that kind of maniacal thing that drove magic when they lost to the Celtics in 84. It drove, you know, drove Larry, you know, I mean, those are the that when when magic beat him in 80 or 79 in the 79 championship game. Those are the types of things Can you imagine if they make you him? go from here to, you know, really superstar. Can you imagine if they traded him? I'd I'd lose it, dude. It's it's about him to me. It's totally we didn't do this thing to talk about Durant, but like to me, it's all about what does he want? If he wants to be here, you keep him here. If he's like, I'm not happy anymore, then yeah, you move him. But that's it's about to me, it's based on Jalen Brown's happiness. Does he like being You know, the 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 one A, one B, the Batman Robin or Batman Superman thing. Um it, it's really more Batman Superman because like Superman does have his kryptonite, right? That holds him back. But Batman's badass, and a lot of people love Batman. So I, I you know, that's really the, the dynamic between those two guys. They're different, but they're similar, but they're very different. And and I think that's what makes them so compelling. But it's really a question who wants to do what, right? And and I think Tatum's got it. I mean, this this he's untouchable. He's gonna be Superman. Like that's just what he his thing is. Maybe a little bit less interesting, honestly, than, than Batman. But I Batman's though, got a story. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown was Superman in the postseason, especially in the finals. Like you just can't, you cannot we minimized what the impact was that he had in the postseason. Like this is a guy that's supposed to be the B guy, but I'm just Batman, telling you, he listen, was, Batman can still be the, the, the baddest mofo in the justice league. It just because right. he doesn't have superpowers doesn't mean he's not the baddest guy. And, and so that's kind of want to be clear about that. Yeah. Right? He's a technician. I mean, that's why that's such a great comparison, right? Like Superman is natural ability, natural ability, i.e. Tatum. Mm-hmm. But Batman is prime physical specimen who's, you know, very tactical. And, you know, not that Jalen doesn't make some boneheaded decisions still sometimes. So does Batman. But, but so, <laughs> right, because he's human, right? Right, so, he's human. Uh, right, he's got that. But I'm you know, telling you, I just, yeah. I really, I, I hope they just do whatever it is to make him happy. You know, I've been a fan exactly. of Jalen all along, um, as you know, and I was clamoring for him when everybody else was booing the pick. And I just think he has an unprecedented work ethic. I think he's a consummate professional. I think he's all about getting better. And honestly, for a guy who has that kind of athleticism, jumps like that and puts that much effort in, of all the guys that you name like that on this roster, he's the one that gets the hurt the least, mm-hmm. you know, like he sometimes goes as hard, if not harder than smart, but look at games played, you know, and smarts constantly playing through pain, but we are aware of it. So if Brown's doing the same thing, we don't know about it. Right. We don't hear about, it. or he's just in, you know, he's just got a body type or whatever mm. that he doesn't struggle as much. And I'm not, he's obviously not been injury free. Um, that's certainly no. not the case. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But, but durability wise. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's one of the top durable durability guys for, you know, I mean, look at Robert Williams. I'm convinced. And this will be the last thing. And then I got to jump. Robert Williams injuries have everything to do with his athleticism. In my opinion, mm-hmm. he's almost so athletic, he can't quite stay in control. <laughs> you know, he's always skating that line. You know, even when remember when he went up for the dunk and came down awkwardly, <laughs> right? It, that was all because his superpowers were like beyond his ability to keep in check. <laughs> I I think you know uh, our guy Byron uh, Solomon, who's who tweets at yeah. you and I all the time and love chatting with wow. him on nobody is on draft 
prospects like Byron and we have great no. kind of, I mean, he was on Jabari Smith way before I even heard of Jabari. He he's just, he nails these guys and I don't know how he does it. I don't know how someone isn't hiring him as a scout, but anyway, um, he was like, I'm, I'm way more concerned about the lack of bigs. And I think that that, yeah, that's the, that's the concern. Um, you know, Grant Williams is going to have an opportunity Luke here. Cornette. I, I don't. Yeah. Like to me, in the starting lineup, please. And, no. And, and and you really do need to find ways to get Al Horford minutes uh, or, or get him rest, you know, keep his yeah. minutes low. So this is, this is really, I'm not going to say it's the worst news of the week. Um, and we haven't even talked about Gallinari, you know, and his injury, but we're going to have to table um, it for the next show while we'll we have to table it but through the preseason. Yeah. Well, after we, after we get a preseason game in we, and we can see some of these guys, Malcolm Brogdon and how he plays Wex to smart. I think that's going to be a fantastic fit. Me too. But, but the, I like Byron and, and I, and I, I think I'm hearing it from you. The big situation is the one that bears watching to me. I think, you know, kind of summing up as we kind of wrap here, I think I expect a bigger season from Jason Tatum than I saw last year. I, th- I think this is going to be an MVP campaign. I think he and Luca are going to be going toe to toe all season long. And I think Jalen is going to probably be in that conversation as well. The question for the Celtics overall, though, is going to be, you know, who's the big, you know, how is, is Luke Cornett, Cabangale, Vaughn Lay, like, <laughs> Honestly, I'd I'm rather not, see Von. I'd rather see Vonley. I'd rather see Vonley if you're going to try to to put somebody in that starting rotation, you know, and just have it be a little more small ball. I realize he's more of a power forward than a center, but you know, I'd I'd still I'd still rather see Vonley out there. Just he's got you know a little bit more of a veteran presence, you know, experience in the league. I mean, he's there's no way you're going to convince me that Cornette's any better. And and the, you know I I don't know I mean look Von Le played last year in China so it's not like we're we're talking about you know he was in an all star Houston yeah. and he was like the fourth big he he was in China like this is this yeah is but you know some some people at that at that stage of their career go overseas just for the mm-hmm. money right and so you know, yeah that's you know, you got to kind of consider that a little bit when you're comparing somebody like Cornette with him, right? Yeah. Cornette's dream is to be in the league. He still wants to try to prove he belongs as a, as kind of a bench and backup big. Vonley knows that time is coming past at this point. It's the teams that are looking for a veteran that's going to come out and do what they ask him to do. Even if they only play once every five, six games, you know, that's the, that's, that's the thing that Vonley is kind of like, okay, so yeah. do I make more money overseas or do I, you know, kind of stay stateside, you know, depends on where they're at with their family lives. Do they have kids? How, you know, travel, all of that kind of stuff no, you know, kind true. Of comes into play. So, yeah. you know, don't get too down on him for being overseas. That's all I'll say. There. No, no, but, but it's, it's just, it's another sign of, you know, all these guys have just how bad this big them. situation is. Right. We're not talking 100%. about guys who are fourth big. I think they are coming in. So it's going to be, it's Horford. Grant Williams, and then a lot of That's questions. What it should be, yeah. I'm you know? I, I'm telling you right now, with the guard depth they have and Peyton Pritchard and everything else, they should go full on small ball to start the year and run the shit out of yep. it. You know, there's yep. going to be people that are going to be ready to run with them so or close with it. Wait to wins, make it your yeah, lineup or, of death, or, I mean, or close if, with it. But if they go the first a lineup 20 of... games, well, hold on, this is that first twenty games. Yeah, people aren't always in conditioning when you're playing them, mm-hmm. so running benefits you. At the same time, they're on fresh legs. So you got to be precise about it. So that the reason I like it is the experience on that side, mm-hmm. Brogdon, you know, Jalen Brown, Marcus smart, you know, um, Derek white, like you got enough smart smalls mm-hmm. that I agree. You can run like crazy. And all you got to do is at that stage of the game, you only got to make the right play 75% of the time to have a good record to start out the year. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're hustling, then you don't get as beat for not being as tactical with a big man, right? Because you're just capitalizing on mistakes. And all of those all of those small dudes play defense. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's other right. reason I think. So 
why are you rolling out somebody like Lou Cornett at the big man position when you have all these smaller defenders and Marcus Smart has boxed out Porzingis before? You know, just get freaking creative with it, but get small, get up tempo, play tenacious defense, ride those guards. And then when Robert Williams comes back, get a little bit bigger, get those guards a little bit more rest. Peyton Pritchard needs minutes not to feel slighted. This is a great opportunity to do that. And then you start resting Horford for down the stretch and start working Robert Williams into his minutes and everything right. else. I mean, last, that's the way to play this. Let, let me last thing here is just saying Horford, Tatum, Brown, Brogdon, smart. Okay. <laughs> and, yeah. and when smart or Brogdon are out, which they will be, you slide Derek white in there. Oh, big deal. Yep. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, Peyton Pritchard needs those minutes. You know, Grant Williams, we're, that's that's seven, eight deep right there before we even started talking about whoever of the, you know, Kambangale, uh, you know, Von Leg, you know, group. Celtics have two or three six-man-of-the-year candidates. They do. Especially they do. with the way that this is playing out because somebody's going somebody gonna to start out the year as a starter and move back into that six-man role. And have the numbers to back I think it up Brogdon, at the end of the year. I, yeah, think, I think Brogdon. Brogdon. Yeah, Grant, think, Grant Williams is a dark horse too. Yeah, because of think, the because of the big man issue. I just think Brogdon is right. Right. Yeah. I but I think it's likely if I'm the Celtics and they want to try to start bigger, I'd probably start Grant next to Horford right. rather than go, right. with, which gives Brogdon the six man distinction. I, I think that's what he's, I think that's where they're going to go. And I think he's going to yeah. win it. Um, or I think he's got a really good chance of winning it. You know, yeah, I think, I think he, so he fits that profile health, health, really well. health, 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 and health. Yeah, exactly. All there right. Go. That's going to do it for this week's show. We're back. We did it. We're coming back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back some more. Honestly, season underway. We We got this out of the way. We got this out of the way. Not that it's not going to creep back in, but honestly, you know, if we spend more than five minutes on EMA for the rest of the season, I'll be disappointed. You know, I'd rather talk about their, their shot. I'd rather talk about Joe. I'd rather talk about their shot to get back to the finals. Right. So a heartfelt thank you to everybody who is tuning in because it's been a while. You probably thought we were gone. Thanks for staying with us. I guess we're celebrating our 17th year or 17th season of doing this. We'll have to go back and fact check that. You're right. 2005 plus 17 is 2022. I get that. I get it. Um, 17 years. Wow. So who knows? Would be really great to see them win their 18th banner in their seventh in our 17th year of doing this, John. That would be kind of right. neat. So yeah. anyway, heartfelt thank you to everybody for tuning in. Big props to Nick Gelso, the founder of CLNS Media. On behalf of my co-host, John Duke, I'm Justin Poulin. This was Celtic Stuff Live. Thanks for listening. Deuces. Deuces. All right, I got to roll.